folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Hold! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter, and I'm here with your boy. It's your boy. It, it, it's your boy, Bob. And today on the Small Package Show, there's so much to get into. We have the results from SummerSlam. SummerSlam. And NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Brooklyn 4. Who is the reigning defending Universal Heavyweight Predictions champ of the Small Package Show? It's gonna be me. We'll fucking see about that, dog. Also, one of us got to interview a WWE superstar. Who Spoilers, was it? that was me too. God damn it, Bob. Ruining it all at the header. We have a new champion after SummerSlam. <laughs> Who are heels? Who are faces? And did Chris Jericho propose what could have been one of the coolest matches of all fucking time? Let's talk about all that. It's the Small Package Show. Bob, hit him with it now. Small Package. No. Through the intro. Back at it again. Air conditioner. Fucking on. Wow. It's is, not even that hot. It's, dude, I've been working all day. It's like 75 day. degrees. I was working all day today. At least for now, shit's going on. Sure. It is a nice day out today. Surprisingly, it has been fucking miserable in New York. Uh, it's been off and on between super fucking hot or monsoon season. And I'm fucking tired of it. Today's a beautiful day. I want to record this shit so that I can go for a nice little walk. And then meet my wife for dinner. So Bam. let's do this. Shiz. Okay, everybody. So Hi. First things first. First off, Bob Hi. works for Newswalk. No. Works for iDigital Player One. Sure. Which is a subsidiary of Newswork. Just wait until we change our name again. Oh, shit. Is that for real? Maybe. Oh, no. Bob works for a publication, TBD. <laughs> and as part of his duties uh, at TBD... TBDBD at something under the IBT umbrella. That's correct, at least. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> so, but the video is for Newsweek. Right? Uh, yeah, it is. It is Newsweek. Okay. Yes. So it's not up yet. So stop your googling. Get your Google hand off your Google, there, bud. Uh, but soon, and It'll we'll be let, early next week. We'll let you know as soon as it's up. Uh, Bob got to do something really cool. Bob got to interview who? WWE Superstar, the Ravishing Russian Lana. Hell yeah, you did. And how was it, Bob? Uh, she was really nice. Uh, I mean, obviously, I was doing an interview with CJ Perry, not Lana. I mean, but, fair. Uh, Whatever. I, I, I was tempted to ask if I could do an entirely in-character interview, but I thought it might get a little old. So, so what was but, the interview uh, for slash about? Honestly, it was just kind of about stuff. I mean, she was you there. Just chit chat with a friend. She was there promoting, you know, season eight of of Total Divas coming on in September, and also Evolution in October. But it wasn't like she was like, "I have a book" or "I have a TV show." I mean, I guess she does have a TV show, but we we definitely talked more just about her career and things than any promotional bits i mean i don't want you to spoil anything because i haven't even got to hear any of this yet 
Uh, but if you want to give a little taste, anything interesting that you want to tease that you guys talked about or um, any interesting moments you want to tease? Tease. We get to hear the least favorite bump Lana likes to take. Uh, what it was okay. like leading up to her first match at WrestleMania. Very cool. Uh, her thoughts on the mixed match challenge, uh, which she thought was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, well, so now yeah. I can just skip that whole answer because you said what she thought. Huh. You're not good at teasing, Bob. You're spoiling. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, congratulations. Yeah. You also got to go to SummerSlam. I you're, did. You're the first between the two of us to go to a big four. How'd you like boop, it? Boop. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Where are your um, seats again, just for the audience? So, the very top row corner uh, of the bottom bowl, and and you were kind of in between. We were basically like the announce desk and the hard cam. So, like, kind if of. there's the ring post, mm-hmm. that's like if you're looking from the announce desk at the ring, the one that's closest on the left. Sure. If you just go straight back into the crowd from there, that's yeah. basically where we were. Cool. And you weren't you weren't like you were on the you were on the bottom section though. Yeah, I mean top row of the bottom bowl. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's that's still tight. It was great. It was a fun great, show. Great really good seats. Uh fun show. Uh Barclays is always nice to go to. Sure. Um when when we get into I will what happened, say yeah. I I think I prefer watching WWE shows on TV. On TV. The weird thing about going to live shows, and I've been to a few Raws and two pay-per-views, and what I will say about the experience, it's a little disorienting when you have no commentary. It's, yes. And if you're not... Especially when they're really like pushing a story. Yeah through commentary and you're just like what's yeah. kind of going well, on? Well cuz there was a couple times where you were messaging me like what and then I messaged you back oh they just said this or this happened off like on camera but off to the side mm-hmm. of the ring where you mm-hmm. would have had no chance to see it. Yeah. And I will say that it's um it's one of those things where especially for the WWE product the commentary is so crucial to it. Mm-hmm. Um you know we've gone to plenty of indie shows where they make it everything evident enough through in ring, and it's well, a small also, enough, yeah, it's small enough house that you can see everything. I, if you're sitting in the back rows, you're five rows back from the ring, right? And with WWE, honestly, my worst experiences going to live stuff for them have been when I'm sitting like in the upper section, and it makes me wonder who pays these the, these ticket prices like if it's like a raw and the tickets aren't aren't too expensive just to be in the in the house for it like i was in the top section of barclays when the rock came out instead of the big show sure during his feud with uh i think it was rusev at the time yeah and so like being in the house when the rock's music hit i will say it was an experience and i get to take that with me it was really cool freaking out with you know thousands of people but for the most part, yeah, sometimes, like, honestly, I think the way to do it is if your feed is not too fucked, which is hard in most of the arenas because the internet connection, mm-hmm. you know, the cell towers get overloaded, everything sucks. If you could, the way that, like, older dudes watch baseball games where they'll bring, like, an AM, FM radio and listen to the radio pitch mm-hmm. by pitch while watching the game, if your feed was not out of sync, that would, I feel like, be the way to do it. 
like but listen to the commentary. I also just don't think that's possible at all because like I was messaging you and you'd yeah. be like, don't tell me. I was and then you'd react to something and it'd be like two, three, four minutes after it happened. You know what would be fucking so, awesome? I mean, that's just if they implemented something where you could like, even if it was like a rental thing, which sucks because it'd be on top of the price you're already paying for the ticket. Sure. Like up like a little like little like uh like radio type thing like a com tech you know like mm-hmm. not to use my sound guy media jargon but some sort of like ifb kind of thing where you could hear the commentary team in your seats i would fucking do that i would love that if even not, without a video feed mm-hmm. being there but hearing the commentary team sure. would be kind of tight that would be a lot of fun i'm gonna start adding wwe with that idea <laughs> and i'm gonna and if it goes through i'm gonna take i'm letting you know I don't care if other people have proposed this before. I'm taking 100% credit. Sure. I'm going to Twitter and I'm putting it out there. I get 100% credit. <laughs> Someone else can have 5%, 10% on top of my 100 But I get 100% credit for that idea. Um, but we'll, I want to get some of your reactions to stuff as we go through the card, as what happened on SummerSlam, and see if there was anything that you felt sure. differently about from being in the arena. Well, we should also start with uh, TakeOver. But that's what we're going to start with is TakeOver Brooklyn 4... Fucking awesome show! It was a great show. My God, what, mine. what a show! No, because if I give you yours, oh. you'll know the results. Well, I won't know your score. So, all right, well, you'll have to give it back because the predictions reveal. Eh, just all right. Hold on to what I so, get. so uh, we had EC3 and Dream. We both called Dream. Uh, f- fuck his Vince call me up tights were something else. Uh-huh. Uh, I've heard. I've heard some mixed reports from different sources that said that trips thought it was funny trips thought it was a bad idea vince thought it was funny vince was mad about it people were giving him heat people thought it was funny uh triple h did go on an interview and say you have to be careful what you ask for when you ask for a call from vince because it could go one of two ways yeah one is very positive that he thought you were ballsy and the other is that he's going to fucking fire you or bury you um not i'm paraphrasing obviously he didn't use the word barry but uh great match um even though i predicted dream i'm still a little surprised because ec3 is very hot there's a lot of talent in nxt that is hot right now that are getting you know pushes and when you put those kinds of forces up against each other in a match it's interesting how it plays out great match though Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, also, I think yeah. Dream kind of needed it because he's lost his two recent that's, feuds. And that's also so. fair. That's also very fair. Um, Undisputed Era defending their championships against Mustache Mountain, correct? Uh, yeah. They retained. They did retain. They retained. Uh, also, also great, great match. match. Just fucking this whole card was very good and very good it, i mean it, once again takeover wins like yeah i and i think honestly there even were, that's not even because SummerSlam is bad SummerSlam is fun but takeover is just another level man the problem is is that takeovers typically have very little to no fat on them yeah that's there's true. not filler on an nxt card most of the time sometimes there's like somebody that they want to get out there and they don't really have much for them but they want them on the takeover uh, and sometimes there's a little bit of filler, but mm-hmm. almost every NXT takeover is top to bottom, at least at the very least, a solid show. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Adam Cole, baby, oh. defending his North American championship against Ricochet. With I probably my spot of the entire night. I mean, or the entire weekend. Oh, maybe. which one? 
uh, Ricochet doing the springboard backflip into Adam Cole's super kick. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And timing. Timing is just fucking key. And sometimes these guys... I mean, it's one thing to be athletic. I mean, not to say anyone can be athletic. I'm sitting over here at 280 pounds. I, I, I can... I can almost sort of kind of dream of what some of these moves would feel like to do, but not really. (laughs) Like, not to say being athletic is easy. It's not. But it's one thing to be athletic. It's another thing to have the kinesthetic sense of timing that some of these guys have to pull off these spots. These, like, moves that make you feel like you're watching... It's almost like you know, the like some of the stuff we'd seen Mysterio do in his career, and some of those just weird Rana things. It's it's these these things that with it Osprey and Ricochet and other people like that are able to pull off, and the the timing of it to look so good. Um, and Ricochet is your winner. He is your new North American champion. And uh, we also had the women's championship, Kyrie Sane versus the defending Shayna Baszler. I nailed it again. Dude, you're on a roll, man. Uh, I didn't call it. You did. You called Kyrie getting the win. Whoop, whoop. Uh, great, good match. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one like hurt to watch, sure. man. Uh, and and what a crazy, interesting ending. Mm-hmm. Like she's just getting like you know in the in that hold and then somehow manages to turn it into a pin for the three it was weird but i mean and it and it's neat when something like that kind of gets you mm-hmm. when you're just like oh wow like it's always nice especially with the amount of fucking wrestling we watch to feel like something was like oh shit that was kind of a i kind of got swerved a little bit here yeah they're bringing wwe swerve back right now and it's me <laughs> Uh, And then uh, finally, last man standing match, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and your winner, Ciampa. Not how you'd expect him to win, especially if you're watching just the last two minutes of the match. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you skip the last 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Ciampa, Ciampa wins and retains. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with NXT going forward? Who gets called up? We still don't um, know who's the mystery attacker. Um, we don't. Uh, also, uh, I will say, um, nobody got called up after SummerSlam. No, no debuts. So I, I, I was racking my brain to see if I missed anything. Nope. Um, so that's interesting because that's one of the times of the year that we usually yeah, expect. Yeah, I mean, see. I'm glad. No, no, and for sure. But it's just one of the because what what the fuck would they do with them right exactly. now? Exactly. Um, there's already and enough. Who wasted, would they bring up? There's enough wasted shit on Raw and SmackDown as it is right now. Uh, like the only thing is maybe they could have brought up Baszler. Maybe. Yeah. To I mean, especially especially if they're thinking help about doing or hurt Ronda. Ronda Rousey, the four horsewoman thing. Uh-huh. I think that they're going to try to develop that closer to WrestleMania. Yeah, that would be my my. But I wouldn't be surprised to see her up before. But also, it's like, it's like there's so many women on the roster too that they look at Oscar right now. What the Oscar had nothing. Yeah, and we'll get into SummerSlam in a minute. But like, what I mean, I would hate to see them call someone up and then them be like, okay, well you're here. All right, bye. Like you know, just there's too many there's too many things right now going on that Mm. don't even have resolution to bring up somebody else to throw into the mix but nxt good show 
Uh, quickly running through this. Dream, Pin, uh, I don't uh, the ones that we both got wrong. I forget the PW scorecards. Hey, make sure you go to at PW scorecards on Twitter uh, and their Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash uh, PW scorecards, facebook.com backslash pro wrestling scorecards. Um, hit them up. Uh, and uh, if you want to tweet your results at us, let us know. We'll read them on the show. Uh, so in the dream match, you got eight and I got eight. In the tag team match, I got three. You got 11. Uh, North America Championship, I got eight. You got nine. Uh, uh, The Baszler uh, versus Kyrie Sane match, I got six. You got eight. In the the championship match, I got 11. You got three. Wow, so I crushed you. You you did great on everything except for that last except match. Except for that last one, but I beat you pretty handedly in all the other matches. We both called Matt Riddle would be there, and all of our other predictions on who would be there were, were just wrong. Who would have guessed uh, Mark Henry <laughs> like and Kevin Owens? Hey, War Machine. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying. Or War Raiders, whatever they are. But I'm just saying. And just, holy crap, that move that the War Raiders yeah. did where they just threw the guy in the air. Yeah. I forget who it was. I think seven, but yeah, somebody. It but was nuts. Point. The point is, is there was like some people who showed up that were on there. The wait, official, no, it's Roderick Strong. I yeah. think it, it was. It was. I forget who they threw, but it was crazy. But there were just some faces that showed up in the crowd. Anyway, I got forty-one points. You ended up with forty-four, so you won. It wasn't Woo-hoo! super decisive, but you did win. Woo-hoo! Um, which takes us in to the slam of the summer summer slum overall bob you like summer slam i mean it's fun i i i never thought that the show dragged yeah uh in the arena i uh, i was entertained throughout i had a really fun time uh, people might shit on the main event sure but it was fun sure watching it was fun yeah I and, don't know. Jo- and joe aj was also started a tiny slow yeah, like the first maybe three four minutes of the match, I was yeah. like, there, of, there was like, there was a couple people that dodging. started getting a little restless. However, and there was one yeah f- uh, audience audience perspective. There was only one time I heard their break out with a CM Punk chant, uh-huh. um, and it was during the start of AJ Joe. Sure, and he got that that group that did it got booed mercilessly <laughs> everyone turned to them and was just like boo dude because it was a good show there were the only segments i can even think of off the top of my head were ko Strowman was weird but we'll get into that um the like and then the elias thing felt kind of pointless and even when they tried to explain it on laugh. raw i mean yeah it was funny but it was just sort of like what is this um and I uh, really, that's the only one I can think of on the whole card that made that I was like, oh, this, the, the chaos Stroman meant, but we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, we opened up kickoff show, Almas, uh, uh, CN Almas and Zelina Vega versus Rusev and Lana. Aiden English, I don't think came out. Did nope, he? not at all. Um, so the match was, it was fine. It's fine. Um, this is kickoff show, so I don't really weigh this against the main card. Uh, Vegas and, and Alma, uh, Vega and Almas won. Um, <laughs> Vegas and Alma, Vegas and Alma, yeah. Vega and Almas won. It kind of felt like I don't know. Rusev's so hot right now, and I know they're trying to push 
Cian Almas and, and make him look strong. And he does look strong. Uh, the fact that he came out and fought AJ Styles a couple weeks ago and had a fantastic match. You've already put him over. People know that he's tough. This feels like some sort of placeholder feud for him, but it also kind of feels like a placeholder feud for Rusev. I mean, he also just had a great match with AJ Styles. What, last pay-per-view? Pay-per-view before? And he looked very good. I, I, I think it's two guys that are kind of getting pushed. Rusev is still selling merch, and I just want to see them break away from each other for a bit. Um, anyway, uh, I got 11 out of the predictions on that one. You got 17. Woohoo! You got 17 points out of that one, Bob. Um, next, uh, on the pre-show, we had, uh, Gulak and Alexander. Is that right? Yes. All right. Because I really had to go pee. And you missed it? No, I, I, I was... Unfortunately, not enjoying the match as much as I should have because mm. I was like, please end this, please end this, please end this. Oh, because you had to pee. I yeah. really had to go. Uh, Cedric Alexander retained. I was sad for Gulak. I, he looked good in the match. Um, Gulak had a lot of really good like technical spots. They're really pushing his better 205 live, no flippy, no aerial shit. Uh-huh. Um, he countered a lot of, of Alexander's Aerial moves. Ultimately, he loses. Uh, Alexander retains. Good match. There were some really cool spots in it, uh, but I mean, I, I, it it's just now the pre-show matches. Unless it's like, oh my god, this was an amazing four-star, five-star match. It's hard to even remember the pre-show matches because the card itself is always so big. Uh huh. Um, I got six points. You got eight points. Woo-hoo. And the final kickoff show match was the was it Bludgeon the, Bros? No. Or B team. B team. B team versus revival. So B team, I knew it was one of the tags. Uh B team versus the revival. Uh the B team retained. Yeah. Uh and it was alright. It was a fine match. It was, it it was, was whatever. Fine. Uh not really a whole lot going on in that match. Um kind of just what you'd expect. I mean Dallas and Axel don't do a lot of high octane flip moves either mm-hmm. and revival's whole shtick is no flips just fists yeah so it was fine uh that there was like you know it was sort of a crazy who's who's in the match right now roll up win which is a lot of what b team's shit has been mm-hmm. um they don't look dominant but people are people they're kind of over people are are happy for them the B team, B team, go, go, go is not getting over quite as much. I don't know how you felt being a little in the crowd. bit. Was it, was I it? I thought it was especially over on Monday on, on Raw. On the, on the mics at home from the pay per view, it, it didn't sound like people were, were into it. It didn't sound like people were like booing them. It just didn't sound like people were chanting along with B team, B team, go, go, go. Maybe that was a presentation issue. Um, but that's why I like the also, fact that you can give the perspective from the show. Also keep in mind that the arena wasn't entirely filled yet. Also true. Um, so, the B team retains. You got 11 points on that match. And I, I totally fucked this all to hell. I only got the fact that there was a pin. So, three points. Ouch. Woo. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple for me that are not too good. Um, out of order, I'm just going to go off the PW scorecards order mm-hmm. for most of this. Um but I will say this: it did. The show did start with Ziggler and Rollins. With the IC match, yeah. Uh, fucking hell! They just constantly put on amazing fucking shows. Ziggler and Rollins, man, 
this is this is maybe my favorite time ever watching Ziggler. Not this match, but I mean this run. I think their 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 last match, the Iron Man match, might have been a more favorite match than this. But they are just putting on fucking clinics, and they're so fucking good together. They have great chemistry in the ring together. McIntyre and Ambrose going at it on the outside was cool. And that insane spot where he does like the reverse superplex into like the reverse oh, yeah. Falcon arrow. Oh my god, dude. The-, the fuck yeah, the Falcon arrow thing where it was turned around was I was sitting at home and keep in mind KT didn't come, uh Mike didn't come, you were at the show. I'm watching this by myself. I have an early ass call time the next morning. I was like, maybe I just watch SummerSlam later, but mm-hmm. I knew if I didn't watch it live that night that I wasn't gonna see it until it like today. Uh-huh. And uh I saw so I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. And I'm sitting here and Kayla's like in another room and I just go, Holy fucking shit. And she comes in thinking something's wrong. She's like, What's wrong? And I was like, watch this fucking replay. And she's like, Are you fucking serious right now? I was like, dude, this is insane. And even Kayla watched the move and went, Huh, that was really weird. Why did it look weird? It didn't it doesn't normally look like that. I was like, No. He was like backwards and stuff. This made no sense. And I was like, the fucking like body strength. Of 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 Seth Rollins mm-hmm. to just lift him like that—that's some core shit right there. That's like muscles I don't understand. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's a great spot, great fucking match. Um, it's hard to say. Oh, if you could only one wa- watch one match from SummerSlam because there's a couple on there that are really good. Mm-hmm. But it might be that match. Might be. I wouldn't say that. But I mean, it was it was good. You only got six points on the predictions for it. You went Ziggles. Uh, I and I got thirteen on that one. So picked up a little on that one for me uh also the fact that neither interfered in the match ambrose or or mcintyre it was a no which wasn't even an option for predictions and they even said in on twitter like hey you know there was a couple where it was just like not any of the options that we put so what are you gonna do uh i'm just gonna go down the rest of this out of order um finn versus the constable i almost said this in the opening of the show which is huh it's almost as if they they just sort of arbitrarily decide when he's going to come out as the demon because he didn't spoilers for later in the podcast when we talk about raw he didn't come out for his universal championship match against roman in the demon is the demon but he came out against the const as against the constable as the demon uh, was this for you in the crowd a pleasant surprise to see? Um, was that cool getting to see the demon entrance? I mean, some people loved it. I was mostly just confused, like why? Yeah, I was just like, huh. what now? <laughs> like they they didn't tease it at all, at all. And it wasn't like on Raw the earlier the last week. He was like, he was like, I'm gonna get you. You're fucking with a demon. It was just like. And Cor, I will say this on TV, Corbin's reaction was fucking priceless. He he just started screaming to the ref. He's like, "I didn't sign up for the. What is this? What is this? Why is he? I didn't sign up to fight. fight I signed up to fight Finn Balor, not a demon." If you haven't watched the broadcast of it yet, that part is worth watching because the commentary team's like, because uh, Corey Graves is like, "This is patently unfair." He he says. Baron Corbin is right. He didn't sign up to fight a demon. He signed up to fight a man. A man named Finn Balor. And this is unfair. And like, Corey was hyped to see the demon, but also was like, no, I agree. This is bullshit. 
Um, but how how is his demon entrance in person? I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Sure, I've I've never seen him as anything other than Finn. Uh, it was very cool to see how long the like smoke stayed around the ring because they would like huh. had their match and it was still there. That's funny. Um, On TV, it definitely doesn't look. It looks more dissipated, mm. but you could see a little bit of it lingering because like the cameras are in it. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was it was it was fast match. They put Cor- he put yeah. Corbin away. Uh, and I mean, I. Which makes after sense. that after that match, uh, I turned to Phil, friend of the show, Phil, who was there with me. Shout out to Phil, um, who listens. But we were just like, okay, now Roman is going to get the belt because they just basically pushed Finn back up into the main event scene. Right, is, is what that match was for. Sure. Um, I got eleven points. You got six. You you picked Corby. Mm. That was the well, key because I wasn't expecting it. Right. Um, had I known, I had even Bauer said during coming. predictions. I had even said during predictions. It's kind of a coin flip as to whether they keep Balor's push, which I felt like ultimately that's why I pre- predicted Balor, or if they made Corbin you know heal out and win. Uh, and when he came out as the demon, I was like, well, I made the correct call here. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. What a fucking match this was. This was a great match. I mean, look, there are other matches on the show that had better technical spots and better, like, high high spots, you know? And more satisfying conclusions. <laughs> I mean, sure. However, storytelling-wise, this may have been my favorite match of the night, and especially watching at home with the commentary mm-hmm. and really getting a clear picture of how the ending played out mm-hmm. because they cut right to a camera right by Maurice. Um, the match, it went longer than I thought it would. Uh, also, way more yes and it kicks. I predicted a total of six mm-hmm. because I thought they would each get the one, two, three, and then the oh uh, and miss. Uh-huh. You predicted eight. The actual number, I think, was 18. Oh, they did count a couple of Daniel Bryan's random midsection kicks. However, there were still a lot of these kicks in the fucking match. Uh-huh. There were submission spots. This match had it all. <laughs> it had submission attempts. It had a fuck ton of near falls. Um, it had moments where you were just like, come on, Daniel, you can do this. For me personally, a couple of moments where I was like, come on, Miz, prove that you are actually a good wrestler. Um, like um, it was great. That was one of my favorite fan things in the crowd. Okay. Was uh, there were two kids a couple rows below me who were just like, "Yeah, Daniel, let's go, Daniel, yeah." And then there's a guy behind us who just starts shouting like, "Let's go, Miz!" And the kids turn around like, "How can you yes. root for the Miz?" That I will say my favorite thing about like like going to events, WWE and indie is seeing kids' reactions to adults who cheer for the heels. Uh-huh. Because most wrestling promotions, and WWE does this very well, make it so that you cheer for the baby face. And for kids, it's very easy to, to do that. They go, that's the bad guy. And they go, boo! And they make the bad guy do bad guy things, like cartoonishly bad guy things. And the kid's like, you suck! 
And then they make the good guys do good guy stuff. And they're there for their friends. And the, the kids all cheer. And as soon as you pipe up as an adult and go, yeah, but Kevin Owens is sweet, right? The kids are just like, how can you cheer for that bad, bad man? He hurts his friends. And it's like, I love seeing kids' faces when that kind of stuff happens. And I'm glad you got to have a moment like that uh-huh. at the pay-per-view. Very fun. Uh, ultimately, The Miz gets the win because... In a, in a moment of sheer desperation, allegedly, <laughs> Maurice gave him brass knuckles when he came out to ringside. And as Daniel was going to it fly... when he, his, he ran over to her. Yeah. Did I, did I say that wrong? Yeah, he said she gave it to him when he came out to ringside. When he came... Well, he came out of the ring, went over to her... To the barricade. To the barricade. And, got them. and yeah. was like, oh, I'm so hurt right now. She digs out of her like shirt or jacket, knuckles. He puts them on. He's concealing them. Then Daniel, I think, goes for like a dive out, and that's when he punches him. And then immediately he's like, "Oh, that punch was so hard!" And he falls back over towards Maurice, tosses her the knucks, gets back in the ring, gets the the pin. One, two, three. Miz wins. I was satisfied, even though I got the prediction wrong. I was satisfied. I I will say this. To me, the reason I think it's satisfying is that it continues the feud, yeah, and it and it and they can possibly build to a bigger stipulation match. I don't know if you were because you said you weren't satisfied with the conclusion. I don't know if it's that you wanted a clean finish or the feud mm. or the feud to end. I mean, it's more just yeah. I I was, but don't weigh I know, in SmackDown I yet. Don't weigh in your opinions on SmackDown because. Where this feud is going is not great, but at SummerSlam, I was happy. I, I was I was okay with them continuing it at the show. Sure, I just yeah, it's a little confusing for the folks not getting up close shots exactly of what was going. Yeah, on. exactly. That's fair. Um, we'll we'll get into SmackDown. Um, Kevin Owen and 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 Braun 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 Strowman. Um, now, I haven't seen anything conclusive online about this. My personal belief is that the reason it was squash length was Kevin Owens took two really nasty bumps during this match. And it was very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, I got six points in the Ryan match. You got 11. Uh, Kevin Owens took a shoulder tackle on the outside where he landed hella funny on his head. Uh, he he does like a backflip. He lands. He hits the barricade with his shoulder. It throws him off balance, and he lands kind of on his neck. Uh-huh. Kind of a no shit moment. Uh, moments later, Braun goes to choke slam on the ramp. I don't know if you have found since a good clip of that. Yeah, my the, god, the ramp. You see his head just throttled. Really rough, right? And his head like it slams and then it bounces. And from that moment, at least on the TV feed. KO just looked, he looked like he was unconscious, like he was out on his feet. Um, I think that's why that match was so short. I haven't seen anything definitive about that. I haven't even seen a lot of people commenting on the line. A lot of people are bitching about KO getting done dirty and buried. Um, obviously, Braun, he's, he's the push right now. I don't think that they intended to make Kevin Owens look that bad. Um, but who knows? I mean, it could have been the same way if he hadn't gotten potentially hurt. We don't know. Uh, I do feel like after seeing how the main event played out, that it was clear that Braun was always the plan to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though my prediction of 
KO winning and cashing in on, on Roman would have been sweet in Brooklyn. I can't even imagine what the crowd would have been like had that happened. Uh, but the match was short. That's really all you can say about it. I got six points. You got 11. Wow. <laughs> A strong performance for Bob. Bludgy Bros. Newish day. It was a match. It was it was fine. It felt like it was really starting to warm up until yeah. it ended. That's the thing. The match was just okay at first, and then there were some spots that happened that were cool. Everything seemed kind of kind of like it was picking up. Uh, Kofi got like leveled on the outside uh, by Rowan. Yeah, Rowan and, like ran through him, and a lot of there was some spots that happened. Things were cool. Then the New Day started to have like a real big push. It looked like they might get the win. And then Rowan comes in with his hammer and just starts hammering people. I'm sorry, bludgeoning people. Um, I, I really, I was just sort of meh about the outcome of this match. And I'm honestly even more meh about it after uh, seeing SmackDown because I'm just sort of like, okay, but then like, why? Uh, but Bludgeon Bros retain on a DQ. Um, I successfully predicted that New Day would win. Wow. That's all that matters to me. I don't give a fuck how I win. I'm like the Miz in that regard. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm the A-lister of this show. (laughs) That's not true at all. I haven't haven't met any wrestlers. Bob's (sighs) over here just racking them up. I keep saying, man, I know Phil, Phil might listen to this episode. I'm just sort of like, I'm, I'm feeling like a real scrub right here. I feel like a real scrub, but I got the personality. <laughs> I, got, I got that going for me. So I got 11 points out of it. Bob, you, uh, you got a goose egg on that match. Wow, really? You predicted Bludgeon Bros pin, Harper pinning Kofi, and you said Xavier would be out of the match. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rough. Yes, sir. Uh, and the worst part is, didn't I originally write Big E and then scratch it out? You did. That's the worst. That's the worst. Yep. What can you do? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. Uh, this is a good match. It was fine. I very much enjoyed, and I don't know how this... I mean, it probably didn't play for you very well in the crowd. Uh, have you actually watched the broadcast of the pay-per-view or just like snippets here and there? Not at all. Okay. Uh, the moment where Jeff taunted him and did the come on mm-hmm. was on the broadcast. Very fun. We were having fun with it. Um, Jeff was very animated. He had some good taunts. Jeff Hardy has no regard for his health or safety. Or no, well-being. he doesn't. What is this fucking man? Because thinking? he's all like, yeah, I can't do any more wrestling moves. It's cool. And then he's like, yeah, also I'll do a swanton bomb to the hardest part of the ring. Dude, I was when he got up on the top, I was like, I literally said, no, your brother literally is probably retired now because his 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 bones have just be, have just given up on being a boat. Like they're fusing together and just being like, we're done. You did enough. Okay. Jeff Hardy is like, what's the next thing I can jump off of? And it's it's like, what are you doing, bro? You're constantly plagued with injuries. And then you're going to fucking do a swanton bond onto the apron? Why? For what? Right? Like, you don't even land on Shinsuke. Dude, the, the, the fucking craziest part about it to me is the fact that no, dis- no disrespect to the United States Championship. It's gotten a lot 
more prestigious than it it had a really bad time and it's gotten back to being important again but it's a united states championship match on a card that's already full of other shit it wasn't like you were stealing the show with this this isn't your tag team match triple threat for the tag team titles at SummerSlam uh 2000 was the triple threat <laughs> with edge and christian and the deadly Aww. anyway this wasn't gonna steal the show man so like maybe just do your match do do a couple of coolish but safe spots and then go home and not fucking hurt yourself. It was a fun match. Shinsuke gets the win. And he missed with the dick punch. So maybe mm-hmm. we can just stop with the dick punching now. Maybe that now that he's been foiled and he got caught, you know, oh, I missed. I whiffed on a dick punch entirely. Maybe he'll go back to not dick punching people. Uh, I got 11 points. You got eight. And that brings us to the backside of the SummerSlam sheet. Um, oh, I forgot one last thing. Elias's performance. We both, we, oh, fun fact. I actually did get the number of minutes of the performance. Oh, yeah. What'd you say? Because I said four mm-hmm. and it was three. Oh, you nice. said five Aww. and missed by a minute. By seconds, you missed. It was it was rounded to four, uh-huh. uh, and uh, obviously no physical altercation. It was super strange. I don't know why they did that, but whatever, dude. Elias went out. He went to perform, and his guitar neck just sort of fucking snapped when he went to hit the first chord, and it was weird. I was chuckling. At, at, at home, it was just sort of like because there's not a whole arena full of people being amped about something Uh so it just was sort of like okay why did we do this is this going to an angle i don't Um, know in the in the arena is fun because he's all like you know oh i got this great new song and i'm gonna debut it for you losers here and i was they canceled his gramercy theater performance for this Mm -hmm. what and then as soon as he starts to strum and the neck breaks and he just stares and we're all just like, ha, you stupid. Try to shit on bros. Oh, man. Uh, women's championship match. Smackdown edition. Uh, so Charlotte gets the win in the triple threat. Uh-huh. A lot of cool spots here. It was, a lot of cool it was probably Carmella's best match. Carmella looked strong. There was good stuff. Uh, Charlotte or Camar- Carmella had that fucking really crazy suicide dive. Carmella hit or Charlotte hit that like corkscrew moonsaults off the top to the outside that looked like it had extra rotation on it. It was a it was a sight to see. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of times it looked like Becky was going to get the win. I don't know how the crowd in Brooklyn was about that. I was popping at home, being like, "Please put the title back on Becky," and she lost. However. How was her heel turn in the arena? Because at home... Uh, You mean her face turn (laughs) in the arena? We'll get to that on SmackDown. Uh, But yeah, her turn on Charlotte, I guess. Regardless of how you view it. How was that in the arena? Because it was deafening. Oh, I mean... It was deafening on on the home broadcast. We did not stop chanting her name. It was just... That's all we wanted. On a personal note. Half-masked. Full. <laughs> full and a half. Full and a half. Bob grew an extra half chub because his dick was like, there's nowhere else for this blood. And his body was like, it's gotta go somewhere. Um, 
she looked great in the match. It was sad to see her not win, uh, but it was very, very gratifying to see her stomp the shit out of, of Charlotte. Although it was kind of like Charlotte, like it looked like Becky was going to hit her with like another Beck exploder. And then Charlotte like rolled out of the ring and then Becky chased after her. And, and then Charlotte, I don't know if she was like sore or something, but she kept like, avoiding the beatdown and then finally becky was just like well i'm turning i need a big spot here so now i'm just gonna toss you over this fucking announce desk so she tosses her and then looks like she's gonna go in for more and then something happens some kind of interaction happens between like staff and becky and becky just goes like okay i'm gonna go back into the ring and like stomp for a minute and then leave and then they cut to charlotte and charlotte's like crying on the ground so i was like oh is she like hurt or something like because I kind of wanted Becky to get more of a beatdown on. Like, I wanted to see her full on, like, impale Charlotte on the fucking corner post. Uh, and then she just does this, like, I'm not even going to look at the camera. I'm just walking straight to the back. She didn't do any stop, turn around, like, what did I do? Becky's just like, I'm out. Uh, I got 14 points. You got eight. You predicted submission on, on Carmella. Mm. Uh, Which almost happened. Mm-hmm, it did. Also... Submission on Carmel almost happened for Charlotte and for Becky. Various different points. Um, although, how was that spot when Charlotte had the figure four on, trying to bridge it to the figure eight, and then Becky fucking dropped on Charlotte? Mm-hmm. That was a tight spot. Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship match, and not much of a match. I mean, Ronda definitely looked dominant and strong. Really weird spot where it was hard to tell if it was Alexa doing her like I'm double jointed thing or if Rhonda was actually just pulling Alexa's arm off of her body. It bent in a way that I was like, I don't think arms bend that way. And Corey Graves was like, I can't even look. I'm going to be sick. And he didn't say it in like a like selling voice. He said it in his like briefly slipping out of character. This is actually kind mm-hmm. of hard to watch voice. <laughs> Ronda dominated in a short match, gets a submission victory, and is your new Raw Women's Champion. My new Raw? Specifically you. Oh, wow. She's not my champion. Hashtag not my champion. Um, what do you think of the match? Uh, it was fun. Short but fun. It's not great. It was not a great match, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say not great because it was just short. You can't. It's hard for something to be great and super short. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was effective. I'll say that. Uh, I got 11. You got 14. Whoop, whoop. Cleaned up in that match. Uh, last two matches. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Uh, wow. The match started, like we said earlier, started off a little slow, but damn, did it pick up quick. Yeah, and it got great. Um, I mean, had DQ finished, but it was at least satisfying. Um, as, as far as DQ finishes go... I wasn't mad. There are times where I'm like, I wanted a clean finish. The way that it escalated, I wasn't mad. Uh, and obviously, this sets them up for probably a Hell in a Cell match in a couple of weeks, which is really exciting to think about. Very exciting. Uh, my one thing about this, though, is damn, WWE just fucking does their own belt so dirty. Sometimes. This was like the third, fourth match on the card. Like... It was a little early. Both women's, yeah. the U.S. belt, the universal belt, both non-belt matches all went above the WWE belt. 
which is like it was wow. way it was earlier on the card than I thought. But this is the thing: is they knew it was going to be a barn burner, and it's like you can't put it too close to the main event. I guess, but the main event was just so raucous yeah. and hectic that it was going to be fun. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I I wish that they wouldn't put the SmackDown title so far up the card like towards the he- the header because mo- they do it a lot it's open shows which is bananas to me but especially because that's the one with the lineage like yeah. that's the one that was both the heavyweight and the wwe championship for the longest time it was merged into that belt and that's the one that, that has been held by people mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's tough because you can't put too many great i mean, you can't put any like the matches that you know are stealing the show. You can't put them that close together. I guess, but I mean, imagine if you saw. Imagine if this card was rearranged with the with the IC and Lesnar and uh, IC and Joe Styles opening the card, and then the end of the card was like the women's championship and the universal championship, and the middle would just then feel like a drag. You kind of have to have some of those like bob and weave kind of booking sometimes. But I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. It it should be respected more, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, when Joe got on the mic, oh yeah, oh in my the middle of God. the match. in the mid- dude, I was like, what the fuck? Because he's on the announce table, and then he just goes, "Give me a mic," and I was like, you know, you still fighting a match. You can't cut the promo until you till you win or lose, bro. <laughs> like, what are no, you doing? No, he can. Joe can whenever he wants. And when he fucking looked at AJ Styles' wife and was like. Daddy's not coming home. I lied. But I'll be your new daddy. I was like, damn, what? Um, and I thought it was appropriate for AJ's to freak the fuck out and hit him with a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Scores on that? Uh, I got 10. You got, unfortunately, 3. Mm. Um, Reigns, Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Um... So Braun Strowman comes out before the bell even rings. And he's like, I'm Braun Strowman. I'm not a coward. My Braun's getting pretty good. I'm not a coward. You listen here. I don't care if you win, beastie boy. I don't care if you win, you fucking dickhead Roman Reigns. Whoever wins this belt, I'm cashing in. And you're going to get these hands dude i am fucking nailing that was pretty good oh it's like he's in the room you i need, scared you need, me you need, the, the thing is that you need to not dip into the cartoony if i just played it straight i could probably you like it. sometimes get into like a southern twang that he doesn't have yeah but i need to i need if, if you play it, it, it you, you did it pretty well the new, i'm really impressed the new open of the podcast is i'm wwe superstar braun Strowman. And you're listening to the po- small package show. Get these hands. <laughs> um, it was interesting to open up the match with Strowman coming out like, I'm going to just, whoever wins, you lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to just, I thought it was, it, was, it was smart the way they booked it. Because then that takes the crowds. You, like, they did chant, you both suck at one point. Mm-hmm. But it took away... It gave them something to look forward to. Yeah. So regardless of who was winning, we're like, all right, but Lesnar's or uh, Strowman's probably walking out with the belt. Right. So it kind of diffused the crowd's animosity 
and then still let them down because Lesnar like smartly got offense in on Braun that didn't cause a DQ because Braun mm-hmm. didn't hit him. Mm-hmm. Knocked out. And like when he tossed the briefcase, I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Like from home, I'm like, oh, oh, Reigns is actually walking away with this. He just tossed his fucking. I wish he would have tossed it in the crowd. Although Brooklyn, they might have crowd surfed the fucking briefcase back. You never fucking know. With or you would have, you know, like knocked a kid's head off. Either one. <laughs> but Brock doesn't care about safety. You're, you're assuming Brock cares. He clearly doesn't. Well, sure. Don't you're talking about what? the man who threw a car door. That's into what I was about audience. to say. And almost, he almost like hit a man with a fucking car door. Um, anyway, it was, a, it was a fine match. Uh, when it opened up with fucking three consecutive spears, I was like, oh, but don't. Superman punches. Oh, Superman punches. Yeah. Oh, he, it was a combination. He hit him with like a couple of Superman punches, then a couple of spears. It was like, I was like, oh, don't do this. Don't, don't do this, though, because there's not enough goodwill for Braun Strowman in the fucking world, let alone Bar- Barclays Center, to like not boo that out of the building. I was like, literally, if he beats Brock Lesnar in under three minutes and then doesn't drop it to fucking Braun Strowman, who wastes his cash in, Barclays might actually just riot. They might actually just like, like fucking like third world country soccer style storm the ring and just draw and quarter Roman right there. <laughs> um, but ultimately, Reigns is your universal champion. Well, I'm fine with it. The, the title's back on TV. Right. We have the title on TV. It's that's, off Lesnar. That's the important thing. Right. We um, can finally move on and have a main event scene on Raw again. And I honestly thought what how they ended Raw was interesting. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Roman Reigns match. I, I you, you got 17 points. Oh, wow. And I got 17 points. Whoa. Uh, we both predicted a cash-in that didn't happen. We both correctly guessed that Spanish and other would stay and that English would be destroyed. We were wrong about English. They all survived. Here's a little kicker for you, though. Uh, you got none of your scheduled appearance, unscheduled uh-huh. appearances. I did get Natalia and Orton. Oh, wow. Yeah, you so did. 10 bonus points. So quickly, Bobby had 44 from NXT. I had 41. Uh, I got you got 70 and 60 points. For the front and second page, I got 75 and 78, mm. meaning your winner and still small package show prediction champion of the world with 194 to Bob's 174. Mm-hmm. Corey Poindexter. Nice. And ultimately, what it really came down to was uh, I got, I got, you got those 10 bonus points. I got those 10 bonus points and then. Little shit here or there. I think that what really killed you was the goose egg on the Bludgeon Bros match. Mm. A, a goose egg on that one. But hey, man, it was still uh, it was a fun pay per view. Great weekend for wrestling. Anyway, uh, interesting facts about SummerSlam from Reddit. Hit it. Um, both brands had six matches each, not counting Alexander versus Gulak. Uh, bell to bell, all the SmackDown matches combined got around eighty-eight minutes of wrestling. Uh, whereas all Raw matches are under half that at 41 minutes. Wait, what was the minute breakdown? SmackDown match- matches? 88. Total 88, but Raw's- Raw 41. Jeez. Uh, the longest matches were Brian and Miz and AJ versus Joe, and they're both about 23 minutes. That's uh, crazy. And followed by Seth versus Dolph at 22. Oh. Um, but three out of six Raw matches 
were under five minutes, and five out of six Raw matches were under ten. Wow. That's in, that's insane, man. Um, Jesus. But SmackDown definitely had the better performances, and it's not just time, just... But uh, someone else on Reddit commented sure. that's kind of interesting because it's really positioning Raw as like the entertainment show and SmackDown as the sports show. And it is it is also worth noting that SmackDown is the show that's moving to Fox. Mm-hmm. Raw has a deal with USA Network to stay there for a while. And it's ne- is it next year or the year after? I can't remember if it's 2019 or 2020. It's moving to Fox, and it's moving to... 2019, I believe. It's moving to, like, Fox broadcast, not, like, Fox Sports. Yeah. So, you know, prime time. Uh, I think that that is not an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, good show. Good show. Good pay-per-view. Fun. Um, damn, bro, we are already at 55 minutes. All right, well, let's, let's t- blaze run through. through. It shouldn't be too hard with Raw. Uh, uh, I mean, the big things from Raw... Uh, Roman was all like, hey, Finn, you haven't had a rematch for your belt. Yep. So I'm going to give it to you, yep. which is very fair. And then they finally did it, and Finn lost. Um, which is, they had a good match, at least. But then they did a Braun cash-in tease, where he yeah. goes to cash-in. Uh, he gives the briefcase to the ref, but they never rang the bell. So the, so the cash-in technically doesn't happen. Um, but then the two shield bros come out. And they do a triple power, triple power bomb slams into a table, into into a table, which was also weird because uh, early on I was like, "Why is the announce table not up by the ramp?" Oh, right, like raw announce table should be right because they switched but, um, that. But I, I knew as soon as the show opened and I saw they were by ringside, I was like, "Oh, cool, we're getting a we're getting a table spot." That's the only reason for it to be there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of a giveaway. So that that is interesting that they're sure. going to be doing some kind of like Shield versus Braun well, feud, and maybe. Al- and also, it's tough because so one of the things I talked about in the in the opening shouting at the audience <laughs> um, was who are faces and who are heels mm-hmm. because you have Roman who this was kind of I, it wasn't it's 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 a little cowardly to have your bros come out to stop the cash in. I'm yeah. not saying it's a heel turn. I know. Clearly, the most of the crowd, because they're still in Brooklyn, is like, boo, Roman, everything. And it's tough for them because they like the Shield as a concept. They love Seth Rollins. They very much enjoy Dean Ambrose, who also, fun fact, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't said anything since he's come back. Not really. No, I, I don't think he has actually said anything on a mic. At all. I have... Because he's only been back since the Raw before SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything mm-hmm. at the Raw before SummerSlam. No. And he didn't say anything at SummerSlam. No. And he didn't say anything at all out on Raw after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So he's come back and said zero words. Um, And it, it, the people like the Shield as a concept. They love Seth Rollins. They kind of they they're real. A lot of people are into Dean Ambrose, especially his new swole look. Also worth noting his his move set is different. He's not doing wackety schmackety, mm-hmm. you know, not doing sloppy chops. Look what I can do. Um, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna retire that if he keeps it up. So far, his move set seems to have changed and match his new swole demeanor. He's he's now I'm just a badass and I'm just gonna hit you. Mm-hmm. 
but people don't like Roman generally. Obviously, the kids love Roman, the women love Roman, the casual fans are sort of mixed. A lot of them like Roman, a lot of the because he's a face. But the Smarks and you know the the you know the IWC fans hate Roman. So it's sort of this weird mix, and everyone loves Braun Strowman, and the crowd was still kind of cheering for Braun even as he was getting powerbomb. Mm-hmm. So are we returning to 2012 13 Shield heel run? You know, are we going back to because they have the belts between them? They have the IC and the Universal mm-hmm. Championship, mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's kind of what their gimmick was when they were the heel faction. Was we ran the, they ran the belts. If they were to take the tag team titles off of the B team and literally have all the raw belts save the women's belt, mm-hmm. could be interesting. Yeah. A heel shield that truly has the monopoly on raw could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It was a good segment to close the show. Most of the show, however, just felt like weird yeah the the weird women's thing what was that i don't know i i it felt like they were trying to have stephanie like turn the women's division against ronda but also like it's it's nothing really happened what logically doesn't make sense to me is stephanie coming out and being like i'm out of character i am one of the executives here we love the women. We're pushing the women. I'm here to support women. I'm now going to rapidly switch back into character and be like, and I take credit for all of it. I made the women. Rhonda's my fucking stooge. And then Rhonda's like, I'm just going to snap your arm off again because I've, I've stayed in character through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie, just make up your mind. Is Rhonda, are, are, are you... Stephanie McMahon, not the character, the actual executive who goes on these PR tours, or are you the character that everyone hates? It's just tough when you're trying to bounce back and forth. Uh, and also, she she didn't fire Kurt. She sent him away. Yeah, so he's still the general manager, but he's on forced vacation. And Baron Corbin's now in charge Acting of everything. GM, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's all weird. It was a clusterfuck of a show. A little bit. I mean, the payoff um, to Elias having his guitar broken was I'm going to find out who did it. And the first suspect was Kurt sort of. Eh. Eh. I mean, there was a lot of filler story here. Uh, I guess you have, um, both members of your decent trips promo. Yeah. But, but that's also just leading up to, and also is it was, it was the end of an era super house show, but I'm going to fight him again. It's not the end of an era. It's the end of the end of an era. It was super weird promo. Uh, also in the news, I'll get to, uh, there's speculation that maybe that promo was ad lib because Lesnar no showed. Mm. Um, he was advertised for the show, but there are conflicting reports as to whether or not they advertised him knowing he wasn't going to be there. Or, and that was like all planned, or uh-huh. if he actually stood them up. Uh, but anyway, I'll get to that. Uh, but also, both members of the B team lost to both members of the revival. Yeah. Like, why? Mm. I, I don't know. There was so much confusing shit on this card. The best stuff involved Seth and Dean. Yeah. Like, all across the show, the best stuff involved them. Sure. Um, I mean, Finn and, Finn and Reigns had a good match. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it is what it is. But uh, the rest of the show was just kind of sort of a confusing mess, and mm-hmm. it was forgettable. 
Um, I can't even remember any other segments on the show. Uh, SmackDown. SmackDown it was a was good show. Good, yeah, it was a good show. Uh, um, Paige had billed it as a super show. <laughs> it's the same length though. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we Paige here. we get more of the Samoa Joe AJ Styles feud going on, um, so they can further that. Which hey is man, good, and I'm excited because that feud. Has actually lived up to expectation. Yeah, it's starting to really heat up. Nakamura versus AJ was kind of just an all-around bust. They had maybe one good match out of all mm-hmm. their encounters, but Joe AJ lived up to the hype. Yeah. Um. What else is going on? Oh yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers had their uh, no DQ match with New Day. Uh, and Bludgeon Brothers lost. Which is, it makes the decision at SummerSlam for them to retain all the weirder to me. But also, Rowan got was injured, that's and the, so the fact the that word. he did the no-DQ match injured mm-hmm. is, is A, insane, ballsy, and B, makes a lot of sense with how the match ended, exactly. and that they had to get the belts off of Bludgeon Brothers. And I mean, yes, it makes sense. It makes sense in the context of Rowan being hurt. It just is sort of like it just it's just weird without the context of he was hurt because mm-hmm. we didn't find that out till after SmackDown. So watching SmackDown, it made it feel like, wait, so they lose at the important show and then on SmackDown they just win the the belts. It is what it is. I'm just hoping to see a new. Obviously, we're going to see a new feud now because Blood Bros got to go off. Or, yeah. Um, but, but I I we'll wouldn't see. be surprised if we see like a New Day Bar thing. Yeah, that that would be cool. Um, we saw also Becky come out and try to cut a promo where I'm like, I'm a fucking heel. Yeah, she was like, I, you guys weren't with me, and yes, the audience was like, uh, were. hi. And the audience didn't even turn on her. No, they, they were literally they were, just like, they like doubled down on being like, okay, if you don't think we're with you, we're with you now. <laughs> yeah, we're a hundred percent with you. So it's just weird because the crowd wants to boo Charlotte because Charlotte as a face is fine. She's fine as a face. She's not bad as a face. But Charlotte as a heel is so good. Mm-hmm. She's just one of those people where it's like, could you imagine Alexa Bliss as a face? Awful. I, yeah. I don't even want to think about it. But as a heel, incredible. Charlotte is fine as a face. She she performs well. She's got the flair thing. Woo. But as a heel, she's so mean. Uh-huh. And Becky's such a good face. Such a good face. It's like the idea of Bailey turning heel. It's like which they almost did. Yeah. And I was actually kind of into it because I was like, okay, well, Bailey's not doing much of anything anyway. It's at least surprising. Becky's just so over that it's like, it's guys. It's like when they were like, Rusev, go out there and cut a heel promo. And he's like, but they're all chaining Rusev day. And it's like, Rusev, go cut a heel promo. It's like, hey, Becky, go heal it up. And she's just like, okay, I'll fucking try. And then she goes out there's like, I'm Becky and I'm mad at all of you. And they're like, we love you, Becky. So it's, it's kind of funny. Why? On WWE.com right now, there's sure. a poll. Um, <laughs> Is Becky Lynch a heel? <laughs> no. It's, it's, uh, it's a, did you support Becky Lynch during SummerSlam or something? Yeah. And there are two options. One is... Yes, I supported her all the way and like still support her. Yes. And the other option is yes until she, she attacked uh, Charlotte. Okay. And, and so they A, they don't even give you the option of saying you didn't support <laughs> which is Becky. Their whole argument. 
but when i when i voted of course as yes i supported her all the way and it gave me the results yeah it was something like 97 (laughs) percent of people maybe it was 93 percent of people saying yes they support why is she a heel so like no sense hopefully some of this gets to someone where they're just like okay obviously Becky as a heel isn't working. Sure. But I don't think it's going to because it's WWE and fuck the fans. Yeah. But, oh man. Maybe they can just alter course real quick and have Charlotte go heel. Real That's quick. what I'm hoping. I mean, dude, as logically, as little sense as that would make, it's the correct call. It Mi- is. Miz also cut a pretty good promo. He faked out retiring. And I mean, I, I mean, it was I never so obvious. One thought, I didn't believe him, but still, it's yeah, super. When he, when he was um, retiring, it was more like, okay, okay, where's this guy? But it's the Miz, and he, he's, he, he still facing Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, well, yeah, and then they immediately made another match for them that breed, night. Hold on. Breed, oh God, Bob, what's that sound? Breed, breed, oh no, what's that sound? Breed, breed, My ears are ringing. I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to cut that sound into the pot. I don't care if we're running long today. I'm cutting that sound in in post. I know. Uh, anyway, it was a good show, although it did set up Brie and Daniel Bryan and, and Miz and Maurice sort of at maybe Hell in a Cell for a mixed match. I mean, it's tag. not sort of. That's confirmed, dog. Is it confirmed now? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that is an unfortunate conclusion to the feud. Or not conclusion, but continuation Further, of the yeah. feud. Um, and, and it makes me, after the fact, be like, oh, man, I wish we just wrapped this shit up at SummerSlam if this is where we're going. And also, it's just sort of weird because Daniel Bryan has been back now for a while. I think it's smart. It's a way to keep their feud fresh so that they can... Have a real blow basi- Basically, think like... A feud is, sure. you know, three months, and this way they can put this into it to extend sure. it to five months and keep it somewhat fresh and yeah, allow it to keep going. No, and I, I, I do get that. I'm just not looking forward to the match. No, I'm not either. Well, I didn't want to see Brie or Maurice in the ring yeah. in 2018, but here we are. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So SmackDown was good. It was a good show. Uh, let's quickly go, go to the news. Uh, first off, fucking uh, so there's a there's a site there's a there's a place called Skybet mm-hmm. that does odds for a lot of of, of sure. like sports betting and whatnot, and they released early odds for the 2019 Royal Rumble. Yeah, and the current two to one favorite to win. Uh huh. And keep in mind, a lot of these times these betting things sometimes they're way off. Because technically dude, you can dude, bet dude. on anyone. Tech, they, uh, I know you're going to be like, a lot of times they're right, but they typically aren't right until like 12 hours before the show when all of the smart no, money no. comes in. And that is that is correct. However, a lot of the times when we see a prominent name pop up in the higher end of the odds, even early, it's a good tease that there's a chance that that person will be in the match. Obviously, people who are like 100 to 1 on the list, like CM Punk, it's like, well, obviously he's not coming back to WWE in uh-huh. this fucking lifetime. But uh, a lot of the times when you see like yeah, someone early I also on, remember how many 
times last year you were talking about Daniel Bryan coming in for the Rumble, yes. and that didn't happen. However, I'm just going to say they have a 2-1 to one favorite on The Rock winning the Rumble right now, which has people all abuzz because his shooting schedule looks open around that time. Currently. Yeah. It would be weird. But and a lot of people were all like, oh, what's left for Roman now? And it's main eventing against The Rock at WrestleMania. Sure. And we don't need another main event of Roman. Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Inc. also reports uh, that Sky Sports did an interview with Daniel Bryan. Uh, he talked about working with Big Cass and admitted that he liked working with him. Um, he thought that it was a good feud for him to get back into, you know, not ring shape, but, you know, working with someone in the ring. Um, he liked him a lot as a person, and he said that he hopes, you know, wishes him well uh, in the future. Uh, the big thing I teased at the beginning about Jericho. So he went on his podcast mm-hmm. and talked about how he pitched a match for SummerSlam. Yeah. And he pitched it allegedly a, like, a, like a month out of SummerSlam to give mm-hmm. them time if they were interested in, in putting this together storyline-wise. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yeah, the IC belt versus IC belt. If Imagine if Rollins had won the IC belt earlier, and then we had Seth Rollins as the WWE IC belt champion versus Intercontinental Champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Chris Jericho at SummerSlam. I mean, that would have been amazing, but there's no way it could have happened. Unless they like agreed to do a a DQ finish. According to Jericho, people on both sides were interested. Sure, but that I can be interested in something and also say there's no fucking way it'll happen. I'm saying that WWE and New Japan officials, according to him, were interested, but at the end they just couldn't get Vince to to sign off on trying to do it, Mm -hmm. and so that's why they went ahead with the Ziggler feud continue, which is fine because we got a great match out of it, but. Man, how interesting would that have been? I mean, just think about it. It could have been crazy. If you would have been in in attendance for that, man, I would have just fucking died for you, bro. Uh, Uh, Other news. There's going to be the debuting of the WWE UK Women's Championship at uh, WWE UK tapings this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any, any speculate? Do we know who the match is with? Uh, we know a couple of the women involved in the division. Um, and I can get their names here because I have them right here. Sure. Load website. Load. Load. The women involved include, um, Tony Storm, Ginny, Isla Dawn, Millie McKenzie, Nina Samuels, Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley, and Zia Brookside. Yeah. Um, that's that should be a good match. Should be fun to watch. Um, any other news you got? Um, do I have other news? Last thing I have is that, uh, a lot of people are reporting that Brock is not done with WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. The the thing I, I mentioned about whether or not he no-showed. Um, so there was a report from... And I have it written down. So there was a report from uh, Bodyslam.net. And also 
uh, Brad Shepard on the No Holds Barred pos- bo- podcast reported that the reason that Triple H had to cut that that promo about the Undertaker was because Lesnar was supposed to be there and do a promo with Heyman and then no showed the show. Mm. And he was advertised on the like, you know, they put out the like flyers, like buy tickets to raw. They advertised Lesnar's being there. Uh, however, PW insider and others, which I trust PW insider a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, PW insider and, uh, and others disputed this by saying that he was never on any of the scripts or sheets for the show and that they, they might have just advertised him, uh, either, Hey, to put butts in seats or as a way to then kayfabe have the angle of being like Brock no showed us later mm-hmm. if they want. Um, so it's kind of a non-starter story. You know, it's like a, okay, you have some people saying he did, but there's not a ton of proof for that other than speculation, uh, except for what Brad Shepard said. He said that he knew that this was a no show, mm-hmm. uh, but it's being disputed by slightly more reputable people. So any other news you got? Uh, Yeah. Sure. Uh, it has been confirmed that the shield will compete at the WWE super showdown in Australia. Uh, they cool. do not have announced opponents yet, but the shield's going to compete. So that, so they are going forward with the shield stuff for sure. That brings forward, uh, at least two matches. Sure. We'll have shield versus opponents. Sure. And we have, uh, taker versus trips. Sure. So that should be crazy. When is Actually, the isn't again? Miz versus Brian facing each other at Super Showdown, dude, too? I don't know. Uh, it's October 6th, which is a Saturday. And that is before Evo- that's before the Evolution. Yes, show. Evolution is, uh, I think, the 23rd, something late late October. Sure. And when 20s. is Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell is like in three weeks. So Hell in a Cell is before October. It's yeah, Hell in a Cell is in September. But wasn't it always in October? It's a Halloween pay-per-view. Anyway, that's weird. I think Hell in a Cell is the 16th. That's... That's fine. Anyway, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Small Packet Show. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Beckety. That's me. You can follow me on the social medias at CB Poindexter. That's pretty, him. Pretty much most of them. Uh, you can follow both of us on Facebook and Twitter at Small Package POD. It's like That's the band, us. but it stands for podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us. Tweet at us. We'll read it on the show. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Follow us on there because uh, we, we post whenever we go to stuff. Local wrestling shows, mm-hmm, other mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week with next a week. shorter edition. Hopefully. Of the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, do me a favor. Would you mind like, uh, hitting him with it? Spot back out. Later. Later.